This is Retirement Talk with Mike Graber from Compass Retirement Advisors. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Mike Graber provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful strategies to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Retirement Talk with Mike Graber. Welcome back to Retirement Talk uh, with Mike Graber. Um, Again, we're here each week uh, discussing topics that are uh, very important to those who are, are trying to accumulate and protect the retirement savings. And our program is sponsored by Compass Retirement Advisors. Uh, we're happy that you've joined us, and we're going to continue today with part two uh, of our uh, discussion, uh, just looking at some of the updated um, potential tax uh, legislation that uh, we're hearing about uh, from Washington, uh, D.C. Along the way, if uh, you want to give us a call uh, and ask questions, um, you can reach me at 812-787-0809. Um, but we really encourage you to take a look at our website, Compass Retirement Advisors, LLC. Um, there are a number of educational videos and, and resources there. And you can also click on the radio tab and maybe uh, catch last week's show uh, as it was part one. Uh, it goes along with um, our topic today. But um, let's uh, bring in uh, Tony Shore, our, our co-host, and uh, we'll continue uh, our conversations about uh, these uh, potential uh, tax changes coming from Washington, D.C. Tony, thanks for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me on the show again. And we had a great discussion last week. Uh, you went through uh, some of the changes. I mean, there were quite a few of them. Uh, there's six major proposed uh, changes uh, to the that can affect our taxes. And, or actually, 12. You went through all 12 of them, um, at least listed them. And I think that's quite a comprehensive list. I mean, 12 pretty major changes to the tax codes that would increase taxes uh, for folks out there. And so uh, I'm glad we're talking about this today because obviously uh, this is going to affect uh, it directly or indirectly most of our listeners out there. So uh, at least some of the proposed changes, and we know some of them will make make it through at least at some level. Uh, there are going to be tax increases because of the debt that you talk about on on each show. Uh, Our U.S. debt is climbing and the the government has to generate some income uh, to start to cover this. So uh, very important. I'm glad we're talking about this. Uh, But yes, I've had a great week. And Mike, are you keeping busy? How are you doing? We're doing well. Um, Busy, busy. Uh, It seems like uh, every week, uh, there's something uh, new, uh, you know, in the tax trial balloons that, that we're hearing about. Uh, this last week, there was a, a, a another uh, idea floated uh, to spend another trillion dollars. And um, I think it has the, the impact, Tony, of kind of desensitizing us uh, when we hear every few weeks, well, we're going to spend another trillion here, another three trillion there. And um we kind of you know hear it so much we get numb to it, but I think that's really dangerous. Um, we start to to look the other way, or we start to to shut those discussions out, 
Um, but eventually, uh, it's going to land at our front doors. And if we're not prepared, uh, more of what we've tried to accumulate for ourselves and for our families uh, is going to uh, uh, disappear through you know higher tax rates or changes in exemptions um, uh, or or other uh, legislative changes that uh, impact uh, how much of our own money we get to keep. And uh, that's why we're having uh, the discussion that we are right now, just trying to take a look at some of uh, these proposals. And, you know, many of these will not uh, make it into law. Some will. Um, but I, I think it's important to, to cover all of these uh, because it can give us uh, some insight just into uh, how Washington, D.C. thinks when it comes to spending our money. Right. Right. And, and that's that's really what it all comes down to. So uh, where do you want to pick this up? Uh, where, where are we at in our discussion here, Mike? Well, when we finished up last week, we were talking a little bit about, um, you know, the, the three and a half million and assets projecting out um, growth factors. Uh, it may include a lot more people than what we uh, initially might think. Uh, we were talking about workers with 401ks. And, and so we kind of uh, finished that up. But um, let's move on to, to what was number 10 on the list uh, from last week. And uh, that's a proposal to eliminate the Section 1031 uh, tax-free exchange on, on real estate property. You know, we have uh, a lot of farmers here in, in southwest Indiana that understand the 1031. And, and we're not going to go into great detail here other than to just mention um, it's, it's on the table. And, um, of course, you know, we're talking raw numbers, but uh, just here where we are in, in Davis County, Indiana, it's home to one of the larger uh, Amish populations in, in the United States, uh, kind of a self-contained community. And, and Tony, uh, there are farms in that community that are selling for ten, twelve, fifteen, seventeen thousand dollars $17,000 an acre. So just look at that for every hundred acres that's you know in the amish land here um it, it doesn't take long to to get to a million and then they're going to be getting into the um estate tax uh, discussions and so um again i would just encourage everyone as we kind of finish up um the part on uh, the estate taxes to to do a little uh, projecting growth rates five six seven eight percent on your assets up through your life expectancy and if that carries you to a total of three and a half million dollars in, in that area uh, you're going to be you know in a state tax territory and you certainly need to uh, be talking uh, with, uh, with the financial advisor and you're probably going to need to talk with uh, an estate planning attorney and, and look at some appropriate uh, trusts that can help minimize uh, the impact of, of those uh, those taxes. Yeah. Well, and you know, I grew up in a farming community. Uh, it was in the plains in Minnesota, right on the Iowa border there. Very, you know, uh, you know, very good farming community. And I grew up on a family farm and it's my, my grandfather's farm. It's been, it was his father's before him. And, uh, my, my grandfather was raised on that farm. My dad was raised on that farm and I was raised on that farm because they have a house right across the lane. So, uh, that farm has been in our family for years. And this is, this is the one that concerns me because I know a lot of family farmers and that own family farms. 
and if they sell them, you know, they have a couple hundred acres. Uh, they are, uh, their kids are stuck with this huge tax bill that they can't pay and then would have to sell the farm that's been in the family for years. That is a potential scenario that could happen if these proposals go through as written. And that is the, the step up in basis and this tax on that, you know, re undoing the 1031. Uh, that is a horrible idea. And I can't believe either party would support that. Uh, I don't care, Democrat or Republican. That is just that's not the way they should be raising taxes. And they've got to think of family farms. So, uh, you know, I get it if they think some wealthy person owns thousands of acres and uh, their family is, you know, has hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars that they, they you know, okay, they can pay the tax. But uh, that is just not the case uh, for a lot of people that will be affected by that. So I'm glad you brought that up and talked about that. And that's, that's, a, that's one that really uh, irks me, Mike. <laughs> it hits so, close to home, Tony. It certainly does. Yeah, you know, it, I grew it, up it, on a small farm outside Montgomery, Indiana here in Davis County. And, um, you know, look back to years gone by. Uh, we saw uh, in, in my lifetime and in yours, as you, you mentioned, we saw farmers uh, or heirs to farms that had to sell off parts of the farm to pay, you know, the tax bill. Um, yep. And uh, it's because the government was wanting, um, you know, their fingers back in in what we've made. And um, fortunately, uh, there are um, trusts and, and other tools. You know, life insurance uh, is, is a great tool that can provide liquidity to an estate. So there are things that can be done. And, sure. uh, you know, a, a decision not to do any planning is a decision, uh, but it's, it's uh, I've never seen doing nothing being uh, the right solution to uh, any financial uh, situation. Uh, yeah, you want to protect us. your estate and you, you don't want to leave your loved ones in a, in a bad situation, Mike. And I think that's, that's right. what you're, you're talking about and, and set up set up that uh, trust or set up some protections uh, work with a financial services professional like yourself. And, and that way you can, you can take care of that. But I just think that they need to work into that bill that family farms are exempt. I'd love that. to, I'd love to see because, that. Because nobody's that those people are, are hard worker. Those people aren't uh, living the lap of luxury out there on that family farm. Yeah. And it's not like they're getting hundreds of, it's not like they're, Oh, he is 3 million. He's worth $3 million. No, they're they're getting the farm, which needs to be worked in order to be maintained. It's not it's not in any way liquid cash. So that's, that's right. Uh, that's it's right. Cra it's crazy to tax it because then it forces it to sell. They have to sell it, and that uh, that is going to that's going to hurt uh, our country and our communities uh, just exponentially. Um, but uh, seriously, it's a great reminder for our listeners, and it's not just what we have today that plays into this planning. It's also it includes what the client's financial picture is going to look like in 10 or 15 or 20 years down the road. And Mike, it, and you know, you apply that we need to be looking forward approach. Uh, I like that idea. Uh, we need to be prepared, which is uh, uh, being prepared is uh, important. Which, which of the next uh, 12 potential tax increases do you want to cover? Well, uh, let's look at what was number four on, on the list, and uh, that's part of what we've, we've we've touched on here just a little bit, 
but uh, separate from the estate tax issue um, is eliminating uh, the stepped-up basis at the time of death. And uh, let me yeah. give a, a really simple explanation uh, of what stepped-up basis is uh, and its importance. Uh, uh, a step-up in basis, uh, it, it's really just the readjustment to the value of uh, an appreciated asset uh, for tax purposes, you know, uh, when um, our, our parents pass or when we pass. Uh, uh, the asset value receives a step up so that the beneficiary's capital gains tax uh, is minimized. Uh, a step up is applied to the cost basis of that property that was transferred at death. So um, suppose our listener uh, inherits a house, uh, for example, that was purchased years ago for 50000 and now it's worth you know, $175,000 or $200,000. The step up eliminates that gain. Um, you know, typically um, financial instruments like stocks or bonds, uh, real estate assets, are where we see uh, the step up in basis providing uh, an important uh, tax benefit or tax relief uh, to those who uh, are are inheriting that. Um, certainly, four hundred one k's, IRAs, pensions. Um, tax-deferred annuities, those types of investments don't qualify for the step-up in basis. Um, you know, Tony, if the administration, if Congress is successful in wiping out this step-up in basis, uh, then our listeners may want to uh, really, really think about updating their legacy distribution plans. I think it would change every plan uh, that's out there. Uh, if the plan includes you know, transferring any of these assets to the heirs, uh, those plans would need to be reworked. And, and there are ways to structure transfers to, uh, to counter the elimination uh, of the step up in basis. I want to say if, if that happens, there are things that, that can be uh, done to uh, alleviate that problem. Well, yeah, and that ties into the, the last one. This, this also could affect family farms, obviously. Uh, and any inheritance of property or a home. So uh, I can see how eliminating that step up in basis would, uh, it would be huge. It would be very significant. It would raise a lot of money for the government, that it would do. Uh, what is the likelihood, though, that this will actually happen? I mean, could the government really pull that off? Well, I don't think we ever want to say never that the government won't pull it off. But uh, fortunately, uh, the sense is um, in most of the business community and most of the uh, best economic minds that are looking at this issue, um, they feel like any proposal to eliminate you know, a stepped-up basis, uh, as they say in, in Congress, is the proposal's you know, dead on arrival, that, that it won't happen. And I saw some quotes from uh, Mitch McConnell um, and others uh, that say that, you know, this just has, uh, it's a non-starter, that it's it's not going to happen. But, you know, as I, I said, our reason for going through uh, the initial list was just to put some things kind of out on everyone's uh, radar that's listening, uh, the types of things that are, that are being considered. And uh, desperate times uh, can lead to, you know, some desperate measures. But I, I do think that this is one 
that it's not going to make it into any type of, of revenue uh, package uh, this time around. Um, but it's kind of a, a political tool at the same time. It's, it's very common uh, in the political negotiations to, to put something like this on the table that maybe it was never intended that this would become part of the package. But whenever the packages are negotiated, uh, they can say, well, you know, we, we took that off the table. It was an area where we gave, um, you know, we didn't get what we wanted on that issue, so give us something on the other. It, it's kind of a, a negotiating ploy. And that might be uh, how I would view this elimination and step-up basis proposal uh, that's out there. It, it's out there purely for uh, political speak uh, to, to allow a party to say, well, uh, we gave in. You know, we didn't get everything that we wanted, um, and that's kind of how, how I see that. But um, there, there is one Tony that I think has a much better opportunity of becoming law and, and impacting Americans, and, and that is the change uh, to capital gains tax rates. Um, oh, you know, the the administration is calling actually for long term capital gains to be taxed as ordinary income for uh, people who are earning over uh, a million dollars uh, a year. Right now, you know, profits from the sale of assets that we've owned for a year and a day are taxed uh, at, at much lower rates, you know, in the 15 and 20% range, uh, depending on a person's annual income. But Biden's proposal uh, is, is to raise uh, that rate up to match um, ordinary income, which would put that up in the 39.6 range. So uh, more than potentially doubling the capital uh, gains tax rate. Uh, it, if it comes to pass, um, it also has an impact back on uh, inheritances. It'll effectively reduce the amount of money that's in, inherited because capital gain will have to be paid. Yeah. Um, um, you know, beneficiaries that receive um non-tax qualified accounts, it, it's going to, to impact that. Uh, Non-qualified, again, we're, we're talking about non-IRA and, and non-401k assets um, that we previously could have received uh, or inherited, uh, and then we could have sold those tax-free. And, um, you know, there's um, uh, an article from back in, in November that was in Forbes magazine, and it's titled, What a Biden Win Means for Tax Policy. So, um that was just a couple of days, you know, after uh, the uh, election. So, uh, again, you know, we've we've talked about um, several things, and, and these first three kind of all impact in one way or another. You know, some of the uh, the estate tax um, discussions that are out there. And again, yeah. we just want to have our eyes open and, and pay attention to what's being discussed and, and kind of monitor these proposals as they work their way, you know, through the committees and through the mm-hmm. markup process and, and see what type of legislation actually comes out on, on the other side. Yeah, well, capital gains is one that uh, it seems that's always talked about. And every time there's a tax policy change, it seems like they want to change uh, the capital gains tax. And I know that uh, typically we assume that um, Republicans want to lower taxes on capital gains and Democrats want to increase them. So when Biden was elected, I think that we knew this might be coming. 
and we really know that there's going to be tax increases uh, pretty much everywhere they can get them because of, uh, as you talk about at the beginning of each show, uh, how crazy out of hand our national debt has become. And they need to, the government needs to raise revenue and capital gains is an easy way for them to do that. So, or at least some of the revenue, but it does affect a lot of people. So uh, that's an important one. And and I'm glad you talked about that one because obviously capital gains can affect a lot of our listeners out there. uh, If they're set to inherit anything, uh, you want uh, to, you know, you don't want to be stuck with this huge tax burden. So uh, that's that's important. yeah, 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 good, good, good points there, Tony. I think um, something that kind of sticks out, you know, in my mind as we're talking about, you know, Democrat and, and, and Republican, independent, and, and all this, um, you know, I follow a lot of uh, David McKnight's material. He's the author of, of The Power of Zero um, and, and several other books. Um, we, we are part of, of, their planning uh, program. We use that uh, when it's appropriate for our clients. But David tells a story um, after one of his presentations, a person came up to him and, and said, well, you know, who do you want to become president? Who do you want to win the election? And he just looked at the, at the lady and said, ma'am, it, it doesn't matter who wins the election. Uh, they're both going to be dealing with the same math. And that math being that there's too much debt, there's too much spending and not enough income. And, and both parties, both yep. political philosophies are being faced, you know, with with the same issue, and that is they uh, desperately need more revenue, and they may uh, plan to raise it in, in different ways, but uh, it didn't matter who became a president, it doesn't matter who wins the next election or the next election or the next election. You know, yeah, they got. They have to raise to, revenue. Yeah, this debt issue is going to be with us for quite uh, a long time. And, and as we said uh, on, on last week's show, if our listeners go to usdebtclock.org, uh, they can fast forward the years and take a look at what those projections are uh, on on what the debt's going to to grow to without action. And uh, I just can't fathom uh, our country being you know, $50 trillion in debt. You know, today they're talking about uh, debt numbers in the, in the 28, but, you know, 2025 is only four years away, and they're looking at uh, uh, almost doubling our current debt in, in the next four years. That's printing a lot of money. Uh, I didn't know the government had that many printing presses, but apparently they, they, they have those someplace, and they just uh, keep them running 24 hours a day, and you know, there's concerns about that leading to uh, in- inflation. And um, um, Tony, many of our listeners, you know, might have concerns about how these proposals could, you know, impact their retirement and their legacy distribution plans. I want to remind uh, them that that's why Compass Retirement Advisors is here. We're here to help sort through uh, these types of issues uh, so that uh, those that we're working with can be best positioned to protect that retirement income uh, from these and and other changes that are going to come in the next 10, 15 years. Um, The best way to contact me is by phone, 812-787-0809. The email is mgraber at compassretirementadvisors.com. And uh, the website uh, has a lot of good information 
Compass Retirement Advisors, LLC.com. All right. And that does it for today's episode of Retirement Talk with our host, Mike Graber. Thank you for listening to Retirement Talk. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, contact Mike Graber at Compass Retirement Advisors. Call 812-787-0809 or visit them online at Compass Retirement Advisors, LLC.com. Investment advisory services provided by ChangePath LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Compass Retirement Advisors LLC, the Insurance Shop Inc., and ChangePath LLC are unaffiliated entities. Mike Graber and Compass Retirement Advisors are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified Find representatives prior to implementation.